Hello, and welcome to the Festival Insider podcast from festivalinsider.com, your number one source of information for international festival travel and tourism, created by the community, for the community. Each show will be discussing topics of interest for our festival goers, from the instructional and the educational to the cultural. So no matter whether it's your first time at festival or your hundredth, kick back and enjoy the show. Have a little look at each other. So Rich, thanks for joining me. Um, this is our first Festival Insider video um, conference, I guess. Um, so podcast mm. and video um, for obvious reasons. Since I did the last podcast, um, we're now in lockdown all around the world. So we can't um, get in touch in person to talk about festivals, which is really, really sad. Um, yeah. So how, how have you been doing, Rich? Um, under the yeah yeah fine um so i mean i'm i'm furloughed so uh the last two months just gone like just way too quickly i mean i, I don't do an awful lot midweek i've kind of dialed that back over over the last few months anyway um so I mean, it's not a massive change but the weekends are dragging like just crazily i mean um yeah i mean just trying to make good use of the time really i mean i'm one for doing different things and and uh, breaking out routine so actually to, to an extent it's been quite nice just to take a bit of a break but um yeah i think it's kind of we're into the the, the kind of second or third month and um yeah i, I think I'm, I'm starting to miss miss a few things i, I should carry out that i haven't got any kids and I've got a garden, yeah. so I mean, it's it's almost like I've prepared for this moment for quite a while. So it's it's not all bad here, to be honest. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. How about you? Yeah, um, it has been more difficult being a, a dad, um, but um, we are very fortunate that we get to spend more time together as a family. So that's really really nice. If there is a positive, um, but unfortunately, holidays clearly are off uh, as a family for. For this year so that really sucks um i should probably say that um the way i know you as well is similar to some of the other people i've spoken to on the festival insider um recordings before we used to work together uh in a content marketing agency and again we have a shared love of of, of music uh, and live events and experiences so um just to touch on that it was 2012 i think when we met yeah um, yeah yeah, eight long years ago, and look look how far we come. We're, we're podcasting now. We're not writing anymore. That's, yeah. that's uh, so the media has changed. That's it. Who needs to write? <laughs> um, and then we went to a couple of gigs together, didn't we? Um, and, and then later a festival. So uh, remind me where where do we go? Yeah, so so so, so we went to to opener in in Poland, um, and we've 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 done plenty of uh, gigs around the the south. I remember going to. Nine Black Alps, I think, Joiners in Southampton, uh, Trailer Deads, um, which I believe Nine Black Alps was supporting. So uh, I, I, there, was, there was definitely a few others around that time. I think that was, to be honest, like the period where I was going to so many that it was actually, it was hard to kind of keep, keep count everything. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it, was, um, it, was, it was great those times. I remember that, you know, we worked with a lot of kind of like-minded people and we were all kind of going, going to a lot of, going to a lot of gigs and uh we're all into kind of same music so yeah, yeah. it was uh yeah great o- opener in 2017 it was which is um 
year I got married and actually the last international festival I had been to um, uh, and again that from memory a big open airfield is where it is um, not far from Gdynia in Poland um, mm. great festival like many others we were attracted by the lineup weren't we so we had Radiohead as Prophets of Rage Lord yeah yeah, those. The, the, I mean, the European festivals. For I think that's that's the main thing. If, if we're all being honest, the fact that they can put they'll pull together a lineup like that for um, you know a fraction of the price of of, of tickets uh, over in the UK. Um, which obviously there's a lot that goes into that. There's um, you know you, you kind of touched on it. There's a big open air space. They can they can put a lot of people inside there. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it, brilliant festival that one. Um, as remember, I mean, I've been to. A few kind of uh, uh, in, in Europe, and yeah, that, that 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 ranked among the best. It was it was brilliant. It was a, it was a it was a great setup there. Obviously, it's a very different experience to to some of the ones. It was loads of kind of support from companies like Heineken and stuff, which again is I think how they kind of release the funds. But um, yeah, brilliant. I'd, I'd recommend it for sure. So that's an example of one festival which we know isn't going on this year what else did you have in your calendar um before this yeah. hit what, what so, did you do this year i mean i i had short term ad gigs around here so there was a band called tokyo police club well there is a band called tokyo police club i hope they're okay um, cool. they so yeah i mean they're, they're from canada they were they were coming over for um to my knowledge the first uk tour in about five ten years um they were one of those bands that, that kind of they, they made a big impression the first record and then they didn't do too much after that which is why there's a big delay um and they had to come at all which is obviously you know disastrous for a band like that um and there was also i, was, I showed I scheduled to see uh ben francis left which a couple of weeks after that's a different kind of thing because he's uk so it would just be a case mm. of and it was a, a case of rescheduling to the end of the year um so so that was affected and i had tickets to to green man which i go to it pretty much every year uh my girlfriend ellen and um yeah they came out literally three days ago um and yeah among other travel plans that would have got sorted i mean we were thinking about doing primavera um in in, in spain this year and again it's it's, it's not going ahead and, and i also book um things at holidays last minute so so yeah there would have been a lot of that as well so i mean it, it everyone's in the same boat i mean i'm just mm. more gutted for the bands to be honest like bands like tokyo police club i mean they would have sorted flights and, and everything like that i don't know what you can claim back but it's they're the ones who are getting hit so hard on the basis that pretty much all their um income is from touring these days so so look i'm not feeling sorry for myself it's, it's them who are in a really really bad position to be honest yeah what when um when did you book Green Man and what time of the year is that one and where is that? Yeah, so that is, um, that's August. Um, it's over in Krakow, this this little spot next to Brecon Beacons. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I booked that uh, a couple of months back when they had like a low ticket warning. I mean, it's right. it's, 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 a, it's a brilliant festival. It's, it's, it's gone from being a kind of like folky um, uh, country, um, kind of very small festival. I mean, it's still independently run. But um, yeah, they're they're now getting bigger uh, bigger bands over there. They had um, off the top of my head last year, Eels. Uh, I was just trying to remember who was who was headlining it. But they've had like Ben Howard and stuff there quite recently. But um, they, I mean, I've noticed it because I've been going there for kind of five six years. But they they sell out of tickets really quickly. Um, mm. I'd say it improves year on year. 
and um, they obviously they're, they're they're absolutely gutted to about to um to postpone it, but um but but yeah, I think I think to be honest, I'm just good not to be able to go there. There's mates who who I see there who I pretty much only see see them that yeah. you know, that one time of year and and you know this it's it's just such a great festival it's, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year and i think everyone's kind of feeling that at the minute that you know things that they have in their, their calendar all the time it's it's, I, it's not happening i think that one's a that's a really nice example of where it is a regular thing as you said you do and um presumably it's the same time of the year every year so it's uh it's just a fixture of the summer so to lose that is um is a real blow um we we didn't have anything um in mind internationally this year um but again i've got a, a, a young family now um so we would probably do something like the late august bank holiday in victorious um in portsmouth um, which is really really accessible or even you know something um quite easy where we could um have childcare for the day you know we could do the isle of Wight festival or something like that which is really close to where we are um, and that is one of the earliest ones in the in the festival calendar actually so so glastonbury and the isle of wight in the uk both take place at the sort of end of june so they would have been i think it's unusual actually they in a way they should have been the first people to declare being the closest but a lot you know people would you know not necessarily going in the order that the festivals were about pulling out so i think in america yeah. to start um and then the rest of the world followed a bit later and I think even Germany and France had some festivals on until quite late, and and now everyone has finally said summer is basically cancelled this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously, it's kind of rules by country, so obviously the the timing of it's always going to be different um, according to that. I just think cash flow is a big thing. I mean, a lot of these festivals will have already paid the deposit for the artists, um, which is the biggest thing. But obviously, the the suppliers need to need to know about it, and a lot of them run quite fine margins particularly small ones mm. over here so mm. it's no surprise that they've, they've kind of had to be a bit sort of ad hoc i mean to my knowledge i mean, I mean green green man being in august it's a little bit later down the line but um uh to my knowledge i think i think they're going to be okay so maybe they were yeah. just leaving it a little bit longer and, and everything like that but um yeah I, th I think everyone just had to kind of you know obviously go their own route with it and um mm. it's, not, it's not necessarily something they want to do um but i think i think it just came to the, the a pinch point really where they're obviously spending more and more money on it and you don't know where it's going to go ahead it's, i don't know where, at what point you just kind of cut your losses really yeah i i hope you know obviously the established festivals you, you'd like to think have uh some some good cash flow and can keep coming back but it's a shame for probably the smaller ones or people who wanted to start something and, and haven't been able to so let's hope they can come back and and do something new so so what are you doing instead of not going to gigs in person are you tuning into bands online live events festivals yeah. placements dj sets what tell me about what you're watching and i'll tell you about what i'm watching yeah so uh, i mean obviously it's all free well to an extent so i've been filling my boots i mean i, I there, there are actually some some things i do regularly so um uh, as part of my virtual life i'm, I'm watching young knives who are band up five for years they, they do like um a live stream on Saturday and the setup's brilliant. They've got, um, essentially the story is there. I, I think, uh, I think they're brothers, but, um, they, they basically, uh, presumably live quite close to each other, but obviously because of social distance and it's not good to just be meeting up in a room. Um, so one of them is in a, uh, in, in their kind of back room of the house. Then they have wires going from that room to a caravan, um, on the, on the, the, the drive of the house. And essentially they webcast the, the whole thing. Obviously it's all video. They've got two cameras there. 
because I was wondering how they were kind of being able to play with each other with the headphones. And they did a behind the scenes where it was like, nah, basically the caravan is on the, 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 the kind of uh, the front of the drive. But I mean, there's, there's loads of things going so. wrong with it. They, they, have a, they have a green yeah. screen, which, 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 which packs in. Technically, it's all over the place sometimes, but um, the, the music always comes out great. And they're, they're, a, they're a great band as well. Uh, other than that, I mean, I've just been kind of dipping in and out. You go onto Instagram now, and there's usually kind of somebody around kind of five or six, usually doing a live video. Sometimes it's um, it's a it's a it's a Q and A or something. But it's the little thing as well. Like I've been um, I, Laura Marling's doing like guitar lessons, uh, and it's like awesome. well, under what other circumstances would well a she had the time to do that, and b would I be able to get them? So this is like a this is like a unique thing. I've been I've been. Yeah, enjoying it. What about you? Have you got any like favourites that you've had? Um, yeah. Um, so I, th- I think the first thing we watched. Uh, I'm just trying to find the, the the name for it. Yeah, that was at the One World Together at Home concert, which is the Lady Gaga one. And oh, so that yeah. that was like six hours or something. And um, and that was um, a bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, the production values can only be so high when you're jumping all around the world. But it was interesting going from like someone's, you know. Um, sort of garden or something in their courtyard and they're singing to you know someone's front room um, like to Elton John like missing his vowels during his songs um, and then you got like at the end you got um, the Rolling Stones like you know on this four square uh, montage who also appeared to be playing very well together and again I'm, I technically I've got no idea how they achieved it um, but that was really <laughs> impressive you know how they how they stuck it all together and um, clearly it wasn't live um, but, yeah, um, I, I, I really mean, some, some things, some things like do work. Like, I think we should we should remember that like, obviously there's a lot of bands who had YouTube and, and live videos nailed like quite a long time ago. So obviously it mm. works. I think the the things where we're we're seeing a bit of difficulty is when you go onto TV and there's like somebody who would usually doing a like a chat show and they're like live streaming with interviews and it's all out of sync and it's quite there's quite a bit of a delay. Uh, whereas I think like music is something that like they've always been. Well, not always, but but for quite a long time, they've been pretty good at doing this. So, it's good that like people are, you know, even the smaller bands, like clearly they've got a lot of creative ideas of how to do it. And then, obviously, yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a bad situation, but it's there's loads of good things coming from it. Yeah, it's really interesting. Instagram appears to have lots of gigs going on. There was a DJ that uh, we used to go to a nightclub um, again, like in our twenties and stuff in 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 Portsmouth, and a guy on there has come back. Um, from beyond the grave to uh, to 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 go and play his songs in the beyond dark. the grave. How, how old how old is he? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's not an old guy. He's a young guy ish. But um, I, I, I shouldn't. I'll get him in trouble. But it's just fascinating. The people that I used to go to, and um, I mean, I've been inspired even to try and get back DJing and stuff like that, which is weird. You know, like I wouldn't have thought that to anytime soon. But the idea of being in a room and like it's almost thinking like you're entertaining the nation, I guess, and other people and. Um, everyone's in it together as it were so it's quite i guess it's quite nice for other people to share things um in a way that we have yeah. before um and all the yeah. platforms really like live music and events so i actually really like the anticipation of waiting for these clocks now to count down so again my wife big rolling stones fan um they released a they previewed their new music video um and again it had like a live broadcast and loads of people from around the world tuning in just to watch the new video from a band who you know been around for decades um so yeah, it is interesting how people are launching and releasing things slightly differently. And then others, um, I've been following, you know, a couple of Radiohead feeds. They're just going into their back catalogue. Um, they've actually gone and archived very recently. I, I think it's just coincidence. All of their 
um, albums and rare tracks and photos and artwork and just loads of different things into like a library, uh, like an online library. Mm. So yeah, um, that works really well. Um, Metallica, they've been going into their like kind of back catalogue every Monday. They'll do a live stream. Um, and I've quite enjoyed watching those as well. And some of it, like I can actually just have in the background as if I was, you know, still work in front of it basically, which is quite nice. It's not like Netflix or um, whatever, which completely sucks you in and you have to really pay attention. You can still be entertained, feel like you're kind of there in a way, but, um, but still, yeah, have you have you have you been have you been uh, listening or, or following any of the the Tim Burgess listening parties on on Twitter? The um, it's the guy yeah, from the Charlatans who, who, yeah, it's the guy from the Charlatans. He, he's put, I mean, it's it's a it's it's kind of like a it's blown up massively recently. That they basically he it's the guy from the Charlatans. He's obviously got all these connections, and essentially they just at ten o'clock, for example, they just say right, we're going to play this record from the Rolling Stones, and then it'll be. Mick Jagger sort of tweets along. That actually hasn't happened. I think they've tried to get, they've tried to make it happen. But um, yeah, there's, there's there's usually kind of like um, free every few nights. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, you you can obviously kind of follow what the the band says about their own record on uh, Twitter. Like some of them as well. Like, I think it was uh, I I followed the one from uh, Bill Ryder Jones. So they, you know, there's quite like a bit of a smaller album and. Uh, it transpired that I think he hated a few of the songs that were on there. So whereas everyone said, "Oh yeah, I yeah, love this song," he said, I, "I actually can't stand this. The one that my label forced me to put on and stuff." So yeah, we're hearing Truth things that we just, I don't, I don't, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you'd only get that from like maybe, maybe uh, asking him for a chinwag after seeing them or something. So yeah, you, you get the truth through through this, which is quite interesting. But yeah, I'll speak it as well. There was one, um, another one that stood out to me actually, which uh, again we, we watched and it just it took over our Friday or Saturday night inadvertently. Um, it was David Guetta did one, um, the DJ set in Miami, um, and it looked dead cool. He was on a rooftop um, in the middle of the city, and uh, all these open windows were looking down in front of this massive swimming pool. It was about five guys around him, tech guys, some of them were doing graffiti and like. I don't know what they were doing. They were doing arty stuff around him. But he just, you know, had the mic. Hello, Miami. I am David Getter. I'm here to keep happy. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, and he was raising money as well. So I think he only had like an hour or two. It's probably all they could give him a license for. Um, but he said he'd match any funds raised if you sent in some money during this thing. And I've just checked and he's made $700,000, which is great. And that was going to nice. Corona Charities. But that was really bizarre. I mean, clearly so it was looked like it was six in the afternoon um some people were at their windows and they also had people um tuning in like this on zoom and some people were dancing in brazil to the screen so it was a real international event which is quite nice um yeah yeah i guess the only kind of weird thing is that is that obviously if you're watching that from home you, you kind of like watching it on the sofa or something like that you, you'd need like a a good space to do it whereas uh i think a lot yeah. of the stuff i've been kind of listening to i just probably just normally sit down listen to it i dance music's like so <laughs> i've not quite yeah. got around that kind of concept of like listening to live performances of, of that sort of thing at home. I, but uh, yeah i can't say i'd ever trade it that is definitely not a stay at home you know <laughs> so rich slight interruption but we're back um we're talking about festivals and virtual events before so as well as being um, a bit more creative about how brands and bands are doing things. Um, something I've noticed, and you might have done too, is that they're also venturing into merchandise. Um, 
and some of it is tasteful some of it i think is a little bit weird um uh, and the example that i've got is the 30 seconds to mars and actually there's other metal bands doing this as well and um, creating their own face masks now um so i regularly get jared later this is my fault for looking at his feed to be honest and following him but <laughs> he, he's sporting one which says if you can read this you're too close um, and that's Jared of oh, that's 30 nice. seconds to Mars fame. Um, and the other ones have just got like band symbols. I've seen, I think it's like Iron Maiden ones where they've got like Eddie's kind of teeth or. Oh, no way. How was, no, I, Megadeth. I think I've seen Ride the Lightning ones from Metallica. There's, yeah, there's all sorts going around. So have you seen anyone who's kind of either in good humor or, or, or not using the Corona bit to yeah, push some yeah, wares or anything else like that? I, th I think a lot of the bands that I've noticed are just literally just, uh, well, at the start, it was just trying to sell the merch they would have sold, the tours that they would have done this summer, so that they obviously uh, had a lot to kind of shift before they um, populated their flats with any more kind of boxes and stuff. But uh, yeah, I've seen some like t-shirts from, from bands that were going to do a tour, and they basically released a t-shirt, and they've done a lot more like, um, it's, it's like basically uh, like all the tour dates are, are like the bedroom kitchen and stuff like that i also saw one um i think it was released by like um so it, it was like a, a community of bands who would have been touring the summer it was basically like it's like a lineup sort of thing and it's like you know the tours that never were that sort of thing um oh. yeah i mean I, I i i wouldn't know of like i've not seen anything too distasteful to be honest but um in my opinion they, they should just be cashing in because i mean everyone's gonna buy the masks anyway i can't even yeah, buy yeah. them you, you can't get them in shops so if bands want to um yeah that's true. put 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 their brand on it and they, and they want to do that in, and and obviously this is at a time where they literally have no income um i'm all for it they should they should definitely be doing that so yeah i've got absolutely no problem haven't bought a mask with with a band on it yet but um i think i, mean, I feel like do, you still get one and then do another I, I, yeah I, I think the risk of that is that if you if you do that with a band you're going to be it's going to look like that band means everything to you right so it can't be just the band where you're like oh yeah the the one album was okay like you like you gotta be all in yeah, <laughs> yeah. it looks like the t-shirt and the socks and everything um there's um <laughs> do you know you probably know the band devo they wear um they wear like yeah. red helmets kind of like lego sort of style they've got ppe face masks they're bringing out um, I actually saw that, but accurate. I I thought that was a joke though. I I didn't actually think that was. Uh, it's on their website, it yeah. It's uh, it's on their Twitter. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean it's um. But you're right. I guess they've got to do something this year, and um, all those 2020 T-shirts won't sell themselves on the tours. So um. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a good. I, yeah. It's it's a good replacement. I mean, I think if you, especially for bands that you're gonna buy ticket. Uh, gig tickets to anyway um over summer i mean that's that's basically what i did you know, there were a couple of local uh shows that were happening over the, over a couple of weeks um where after just after the lockdown got announced i would have been going some and i know i would have so I, I went on to um the stores and just just got some t-shirts stuff like that obviously you know everyone's got to look after themselves i'm not suggesting that, that mm. the people who, who obviously um have really got to look at their finances should be you know, buying Devo uh, hats and stuff like that. But um, if you've got the money to spare, like, trust me, the bands will definitely need it. So, yeah, yeah. it's it's just an ideal replacement if you're not going to go see them live, I think. Good, good point. Um, so how long, you know, looking at the festival seasons to come, how, how long do you think it'll be until 
things do return to normal? Have you got any indication of, you know, are people, are tours moving to, because I think from what I've seen, tours seem to be moving, some of them, you know, to, to winter, and I guess they must have a good uh, cancellation policy in place. Um, festivals, some of them are going autumn, but I think realistically it's probably best off delaying for the whole year for the most part. A lot of them are doing yeah. it year in 2021. Um, I th- what do you think, live gigs at all in, in 2020? Or? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think um, it's important to clarify that obviously, from what we know, outdoors the risk is is obviously much lower. Mm. Um, I think in Spain, um, which was quite badly hit from it, um, and I, I'm quite close to this because I kind of work in and around the events industry and the company work for was predominantly Spanish. Um, they, I think, as far as I know, indoor of uh, uh, indoor events of eighty people will be allowed from July, and then outdoor mm. that will range up to eight hundred. That admittedly that's seated, but obviously mm. that's during a period where like I think everyone's just considering it's just going to be a write-off. But it's important mm. to know that things are happening. Um, so I think that yeah, I think I think any festivals it'll be you know anything early before like early um, next year like summer. I think I just I just can't see it happening. I think they're gonna they're gonna have to all, all the festivals are gonna have to talk and see what's the best way of going around it. Um, gigs. Um, it could be a case of seated. I, th- I think I can see gigs coming back potentially in autumn. Um, seated. I mean, look, I've, I've, I've played gigs with not that many people there. <laughs> I've, I've definitely, I've definitely been to gigs as well where there's, there's, uh, there may as well be a meter or two between people. So um, I can't see why venues can't just, you know, try and sort something out for that. Um, I just think that certain types of gigs, like stadium gigs, and obviously outdoors big festivals. I think those are the ones that are really going to struggle. I think we have to remember as well that, um, we, you know, we, we were talking earlier about European festivals and, and them managing to, to, to get, you know, put, put these lineups together for 100 quid. The only reason why they can do that is because of capacity. And, and obviously, you know, it's obviously a health risk of bringing all these people, people together. And you can try and solve it by putting people a meet or two apart. But I mean, realistically, you're not going to even break even if yeah. you're doing that for like a massive festival. So, yeah, I think I think it. I think festivals. I think festivals will be back next year. Um, with obviously a lot of adjustments, I think queuing could take a while to address. I think food serving, obviously, no problem. Um, obviously, acts performing, but yeah, the big thing is just the crowds. Um, yeah. And I just think that the bigger festivals are just going to struggle with it. But they've got a lot of time. Listen, they've got a lot of downtime now to have a think about it. And and obviously we, we hope that everything around the house stuff kind of mm-hmm. improves as well. Um, and then I think 2022, I think it'll be, I think, um, I think it'll be back. I hope. Uh, yeah. That seems like a long time. <laughs> it seems like a, it sounds a long like... time away. No, yeah. I think you're right. I think, um, yeah, I mean, again, in terms of who's feeling the pain, it is those small venues. And I know, again, Locally, there's been um, efforts to fundraise to to make sure these things survive. So firstly, theatres and local venues getting through the next few months. And then when they do bring it back, I think you're right, probably spaced seating is probably a really sensible idea. Um, and yeah. then, yeah, the big outdoor events will, will likely be booted into into next year and beyond. Um, mm, yeah, I think I, 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 can, I can see... Um, I can see smaller events happen. I just, like I said, I think it's just going to be some bands just won't be able to justify playing these small venues for essentially knowing what they'll get from the ticket revenue from it because you are talking about cutting a good quarter of the audience off and mm. the, the margins at the minute are crazy in terms of what you can realistically make mm. um, 
in fact a lot of them make a lot of a lot of their income through merch so i mean that that's unaffected so so maybe masks. they might be thinking about that masks hats <laughs> uh protective uh, body bags yeah gloves yeah, yeah. I, I mean, is there any, I think if I was, in terms of what would put you off going to a gig in the future, I think if someone did give me assurance that, you know, I don't know, equal space, you know, between people and that kind of stuff, I think it would be acceptable. Is there anything that puts you off, um, you know, in um, particular? I, I think it's just really important to, I guess, realise that we're in this situation where, where things are being, like, literally banned. You know, some venues can't can't open up. Um, so we're in the headspace of, of of all of this kind of this phase of it, and at the minute, no, I wouldn't consider it. Um, and I, I, I would consider certain things. I'd be fine at outdoor festivals, with uh, you know, knowing that it's a big enough you know space that I could I could keep my space from people. Anything like a football ground or like that, there's no way I'm going near it. Having said that, mm. um, you know, we've we've got a good few months of expected downtime because, like I said, I think everyone's resigned to, to this year, just just kind of not happening. Um, and I think I, you know, I, I I don't know I don't know whether it would put me off really once everything's kind of a bit more sorted. I also think I also think that even though you know we we're, we're we're kind of using face masks as like our own you know PPE. Um, there's a lot of downtime for a big company to kind of develop something that's a bit better than that and something that actually you know kind of protects people it, it means that you wouldn't have to be maybe maybe two meters away from someone i mean look we're, we're, yeah. we're learning more more and more about this thing i just think that at the minute the mask seems like a flimsy thing there's something a bit more robust um i think there's, there's obviously money in it um and they've got i don't know Long, longer than longer than half a year to develop it so so maybe next year you know people, people yeah. will be, be using something else and these actually these, these festivals can take place but me myself at the minute i just can't get my head out the, the idea of not going now when thinking about it when things improve really what about yeah. you is there how how, would you, how are you kind of thinking you can do um i i think um I, I know that I'm always going to want to go to go to gigs and stuff and and these outdoor spaces. I think it is, um, it, it's the the worst thing about all of this really is it's other people's ability to affect other people, isn't it? You know, if people do disobey, you know, tight spaces. If people do choose to go out if they're poorly, that's what's going to spoil it for everyone, and you can't you can't protect against that, and um, that's the downside. I think um, once international travel kind of bands lift and quarantines then again that that would be a really obviously good signal to say we're in a good place but it'd be country on country basis you know i think there are countries that are only approaching their wave now and some of them are eastern european or russian um you know uh, and, and they're starting to be affected like you know some of the other big countries were recently italy and um ourselves so um yeah it's kind of a wave and uh, i guess it just depends on where you're going doesn't it um Mm. And he said you had just come back from a Scandinavian country, and um, I, I think it's getting back to normal in some places already. In, in a way that you know, there's um, social distancing outside in cafes and that kind of thing. So um, I think as long as people are clever and business owners are clever and festival owners are clever, we'll we'll be back next year. Um, yeah, I, th I think it's a it's a it's a real interesting point about the countries where they don't have. Uh, high obviously affected rates and someone was saying that about the, the you know the football about 
oh, the Premier League should be could be played in Australia because the because the, the cases aren't that low, and you're just thinking, mm. why why on earth would somebody in charge of tourism or whatever in Australia want the Premier League to come in here if it was low? You would you would surely close it off. So, uh, you know, uh, all the places, you know, I, I think I think um, in terms of the, the place that are hosting European festivals, maybe maybe that's how it will be approached next year. Is that it's only kind of people around a certain geographical yeah. boundary allowed? Yeah, that, that might be it. They may, yeah, yeah, you're quite right. They may only have tickets for domestic or, yeah, certain certain countries and stuff. That that may be a way to do it to limit the, the risk. Um, so that would be good. Um, I guess starting to wrap up. It sounds a bit obvious, but what are you most excited about? You know, returning to to festivals. Um, is there anything you've missed? Is it being in a big sweaty crowd full of music lovers, or is it you know just um just getting to see your bands up close, you know, what is it that you feel like you're missing out on at the moment or, or what you're excited to see when you go Yeah, for, for me, it's, for me, it's the kind of, um, it's, it's just the live experience, you know, I've, I've, I'm just kind of used to going to uh, at least, at least a couple of gigs a month and obviously having a busy period over summer. Um, and while I hadn't missed it too much, like over the last couple of months, we're now entering this period where I just I love going to gigs because you know you get that a bit of you know a bit of sun in the, the early evening. You can you can go for a couple of drinks before go heading into a gig, and you can make a whole evening of it. It's it's you know these are the best. This is the best period for me mm. uh, to, to be going anyway. Um, in terms of what I miss, um, it's it's generally things that I'd just be doing every year because it's always just really good fun, um, and yeah, it's it's just a live music experience. I mean, for me, I think that what what obviously we're going through is just going to bring obviously negatives but positives in the sense that there's a lot of bands who um, you know who are, who will be coming out the woodwork because you know if I'm picking up a guitar and you're thinking about uh, you know, yeah. Uh, go get on the wheels of steel. You, you bet. There's going to be a lot of bands who, who haven't done much in the last, three, you know, three or four. Who've got nothing else to do. Um, yeah, who will yeah. kind of get their, their stuff together. I mean, there's there's loads of bands which which I which I've seen who they basically they had a record and they were like, well, we're going to just sit on this for a bit, but you know, everyone's everyone's got nothing to do. So here you go. Here's some B sides. Here's this and that. So when it when when things come back next year. I think I honestly think there'll be so many bands that would be willing to yeah, tour. We'll be spoiled for um, choice, we'll be absolutely spoiled for choice. So if, if 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 people obviously you know we're missing things this summer and, and we're we're um, we're in some downtime, but on the basis mm. of just taking some time out and actually things you know returning, and we have just got things happening every single day, just mm. like they are. Just obviously it's online at the minute, but I I, th- yeah. I honestly think that we we could actually look at it and be like, well. You know, it was worth it in a way. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I, I wonder actually again, actually, you know, the, the impact of this virtual scene is gonna have long term as well. So it might be I mean it's already the case that a lot of the festivals have been, you know, like Rock and Ring or something, you know, like they they're streamed or Tomorrowland has a radio station. They they tend to be streamed now at the same time, um, on YouTube or radio services. So I guess we'll just, I think, you know, Glastonbury's on the BBC and things like that in the UK. So I, I think there'll be more of that. And I think there might be more artist to fan live feeds and some, yeah, I think there'll be some knock-on effects of this in the long term as well. So um, yeah, it means you might 100%. be able to access the festival in a different way, even even if you're not going. So I think it'll be quite Yeah, 
I, I think I think um, I, and that was that was that was actually long overdue, and it was it was starting to happen. I remember um, mm. you know, Glastonbury. I, I I always had this weird tradition of, of um, with Glastonbury. I even kept it up um, for, for for the last one, but I would I would record every Glastonbury program on the TV. Um, do you remember them? <laughs> and, and I'd press the red button sometimes to go onto the the live feeds. Um, whereas now they they actually have uh, like broadcasts online but it's, it's a bit of a slow burn i don't know i don't know that many people actually use them so yeah this is the, a lot of you know companies and, and obviously um you know, the people organizing the festivals and the bands have got a lot of time to kind of look into ways of reaching like everybody and i think yeah. that it will be a case of um you know it's, it's you know i'm, I'm for in, industry you know terms of if i do it but people want to you know i think i think the idea of doing like a hybrid of, of um Obviously, the the physical is the main aspect of it, but, mm. but at least just, you know, get giving people like an experience for the virtual side of thing, which obviously mm. isn't the same. But if you literally can't attend it, um, yeah. there's got to be some way that that, that festivals can can kind of lock and into possibly that make money from it too. You know, they could, yeah, they could even charge definitely. for access and stuff. If you can't make it in person, you can join a virtual, you know, performance or whatever. So yeah, there's yeah, yeah, there's some definitely interesting future. All right, Rich, um, and then we'll bring it to a close. So this is the first Corona Cast Festival Insider, um, possibly of several throughout the rest of the summer. Um, but um, it's been really great to speak to you, so thank you for, for doing it. Thanks no for problem, mate. No problem at all. Summer. Yeah, yeah, you too, mate. Yeah, yeah, enjoy it uh, if, you, if you can. <laughs>